The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got JC Marie Smith. She is a blogger and influencer with nearly 400,000 Instagram followers. She's also a podcast host with over 7 million downloads, and she's a digital entrepreneur. So she started her career as a photographer, but then she pivoted her career to become a full-time influencer. And since then, she's found a lot of different ways to diversify her income from social media, podcast, e-course, and so many other ways. I loved this conversation with JC because we talk about how to grow your following, how to diversify your income as an influencer, and how she deals with comparison on Instagram. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to make sure you're subscribed to my podcast so you don't miss any episodes. I've got new ones every Tuesday. And also, if you're loving my podcast, be sure to leave me a rating and review. Now let's hear from JC. Okay, so JC, tell me a little background about yourself because I follow you on Instagram. I love your content. And you were a photographer before becoming an influencer, right? Yes. So I started my career as a photographer. I've always been photo obsessed. I was like that girl in middle school and high school, constantly doing photo shoots with my friends, obsessed with photography, spent all my babysitting money on a new camera. And I've basically done photography as my full-time job since high school. So I started photography. I started actually getting paid to do it in high school where I would take people's senior photos, their engagement photos, stuff like that. I um, started doing wedding photos as well. It all stems from my love of photos. And then I didn't become a quote-unquote influencer uh, until probably four, maybe five years ago. So it's been a minute. And how old are you now? I'm 26. Okay. Wow. This is crazy. So you've already been working now basically for like a decade. Yes. It's so weird. Like when I actually stopped to think about it, first of all, I was just recently on another podcast and I was talking about how I've always been my own boss. And it it really hit me that I have never had a normal nine to five job with a boss ever in my whole life, which is actually kind of crazy. So ever since I've been 18, 17 even, I have just run my own photography business. And then it eventually became my business now, which is kind of a lot of different stuff that we can get into, but essentially lifestyle influencing. And then from your love of photography and shooting other people, did you just turn the camera around and start shooting content of yourself? Is that how you started building like a social following? Yeah. So I had my Instagram account. I would post both things. So I would post personal photos as well as my photography. And when it started to turn into more of an influencer account is when I realized that the photos of me got way better engagement, which shocked me. Like I was so confused by it. But at this time I had started traveling quite a bit. Um, My mom has always worked for an airline or not always, but for the past like 10 years, she's worked for an airline. And so I was able to get cheap flights. And so I started traveling a lot, taking photos of my travels and I would travel for, you know, like a wedding for instance, um, for work. But then I would also take like personal photos of myself. And I saw that like my personal travel photos were performing way better. And I was 
so confused by that. But that's essentially when I started realizing. And then also when I started dating Leif, my husband, um, and we would post photos together, you know, couples photos. Instagram just loves the couples photos. So I started seeing like this way better engagement when I was posting my personal life. And that's why I started kind of moving in that direction. Because I was like, okay, obviously people like to see behind the scenes. So I'll just go with it. Okay. So then you're posting pictures of yourself. You're getting more engagement. How did you start monetizing your content? Were brands starting to reach out to you? Yes. So brands started reaching out to me. And I remember one of my first deals was with this like milk brand, this lactose-free milk brand. And I had like actually started trying to go off dairy a little bit. And this was like literally one of my first brand deals. And it was, I don't know how much it was, like maybe a few hundred dollars. I don't even know if it was a few hundred that could be pushing it. And I was like, what the heck? This brand wants to pay me to like talk about the milk. And Leif was like, cool. Like that's, I mean, sounds like great milk. And I was like, yeah. And then I started working with like a few watch companies and they would, I remember one watch company paid me like $500. And I was like, what the heck? This is crazy. And that's kind of when it switched in my head. I was like, this is going to be something like this whole influencer thing where brands, you know, pay you and you shoot content for brands. Yes. (laughs) One of my first like bigger jobs that I got was like for Crest or Colgate, one of like the toothpaste companies. And they flew me to North Carolina. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're going to pay me to travel, to go talk about this. And, And then that check I ended up using to buy a laptop so that I could edit my own YouTube videos. And I feel like for me, every like first check that I got from working as an influencer, I kept reinvesting into how I would make my content better. Yes. That's so smart. I I feel like I did the same thing. I would always reinvest it in um, like an editing program. I, you know, I would buy Final Cut Pro. I bought a vlog camera, more lenses for my camera, the newest iPhone. Like every single time I feel the same way. Every single time I got a check, I would put it back into the business so I could make better content for sure. And if you're starting out or you're young and you don't have money or resources or equipment, how do you create content on a budget? I would say first of all, never underestimate the power of your phone. I mean, I've only ever had iPhone, but iPhones these days are incredible. Like you can create amazing content with just your phone. So if you have a phone, you have enough to start for sure. I know girls who literally do not ever touch a camera. They use their iPhone for all of their content and they grow like crazy. They make amazing money. So I think never underestimate the phone. But in addition to that, I think learning things and just look up YouTube videos, learn how to do a certain skill or just become educated on a certain topic. Because at the end of the day, what we're all doing here as influencers is trying to provide our audience with some sort of value, whether that's information, entertainment, whatever it is. And I feel so strongly that as an influencer, you need to have a skill of some sort or some knowledge that you're offering people. And so even if you're like, dang, I don't have money to buy this fancy camera and like this whole YouTube setup. It's like, just start with your iPhone and start learning about a certain topic that you're interested in. Say it's skincare, start diving in, reading books, watching YouTube videos and taking little courses or classes. And a lot of that stuff can be free. Like I'm saying with YouTube and stuff and just start learning so that you have something to offer. I feel like that's so underrated. I agree. I think you can do so much with an iPhone. Like even I feel like for me personally, my content performs better when I shoot it with an iPhone for some reason, even if it's the exact same picture I take with a camera versus iPhone, it's something on social. It just performs better. And then 
that's like the content creation part of it of not needing, you know, too much equipment. But let's say you are an influencer and you want to do style or beauty, but you don't have the resources to constantly be buying new stuff to shoot. How do you create content as an influencer without having resources to shop all the time? That is such a good question. I feel like sometimes we underestimate just the power of our everyday life, the the interest that people will actually have in our everyday life. It's so crazy. I was telling my best friend the other day, I was like, it's so interesting because actually when I link stuff, a lot of the stuff that performs the best for me are like everyday the dip, items. The dip thing in the car. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So many swipe ups, most swipe ups ever on literally a sauce dipper thing for the car so you can eat fast food in your car. Like stuff like that, that is not even that expensive. And, you know, if you do want to get into fashion and beauty, I think that is, that can definitely be something that holds you back, especially mentally. Cause you're like, I don't have money to be buying new outfits every day, but I think you can get creative by being like, okay, here, you know, here are my staple items and here's how I switch it up day to day and make creative content around that. And a lot of people will actually relate to that and be like, oh yeah, I don't have money to shop every day either. But I love that you have that favorite pair of jeans that you wear, you know, five different ways. And that's inspiring to me. And maybe they're going to, you swipe up for the jeans and they're going to buy them because they love the way you style them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. Because I think almost if you, if it's not in your budget, then maybe that's your niche. Like no budget to go shopping or to buy beauty products is what you're talking about. Because I'm sure there's other people who are in the same situation as you who maybe want to make sure when they're spending on something, they're really investing in something they like. Also like a few like fake it till you make it kind of things that I did when I was starting out was I had like really simple clothes, but the way that I could make it different was like shoes or bags or like accessories. But I always kind of had like really like basic outfits. And then I would borrow purses from my friends because I feel like the purse would make the outfit and I would borrow bags from friends to shoot those. And then this other company actually just did a sponsored post with them recently. But I think it's so genius and had this existed when I first started, you know, being an influencer, it would have been amazing. It's called Vivrel. It's $99 a month, like minimum. This sounds like an ad. I promise it's not. (laughs) Um, And it's designer bags. They have Chanel and all of these amazing bags. And for $99 a month, you can basically rent a bag, you can photograph it, whatever. And then you could just turn it and then you get another one. It's like this endless thing. And it's for $99. You can have luxury bags to like make your whole outfit. I'm like, this is genius. It's genius. And it's really, it's awesome that you're also transparent about that because I feel like a lot of people look at influencers and they feel like they're missing a piece of the puzzle. I feel that way. Even a lot of times I'll be like, how the heck do they afford that? Like, and I'm an influencer myself. You know what I mean? And I think like, There are a lot of little things like that that people do that maybe some people are totally transparent about and some people maybe aren't, but it makes people look like they're almost more, I don't know, successful or well off than maybe they even really are. And like, I feel like that's become such a thing on social media is just keeping up with the Joneses and you feel that pressure of, I I feel that all the time where I look at these style accounts and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. And then I tap and I'm like, oh, well, every single piece she's wearing is a designer. It makes sense why it's like the cutest outfit I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And you feel like, well, I'm not going to buy, you know, I always say I'm like, fashion isn't my number one priority, like my thing that I talk about on my Instagram. And so I don't feel even like justified in buying like these insanely expensive pieces, maybe sometimes for, you know, here and there. But I don't know. I think it's, it's good to be transparent and people will relate with you so much more if you're just like, Like you said, if you make that your niche and you're like, hey, I don't have a ton of money, but here's what I do have. And here are the ways that I make my life, you know, feel bougie on a budget. I think that's so relatable and people would love to see that kind of content. 
Okay, I gotta ask, do you guys ever feel like you need to take a chill pill? Because I definitely do. So if you do too, try Zen Fuel's chill pill supplement, Zen Chill. With two capsules a day, you can finally get the support you need to keep calm and carry on. Zen Fuel uses extracts that not only make you calm, but boost focus with traditional Ayurvedic herbs such as ashwagandha, water hyssop, and the intellect tree. And what's so cool about Zen Fuel is they're all about being a holistic wellness brand that focuses on radical transparency from farm to bottle and helping people with a more balanced life. And for the days you need a boost of energy, which hello, we all do, try Zen Fuel's Zen Zest Energy Supplement. Because if you're trying to cut back on caffeine, this one in particular has a potent amount of green bean coffee extract, which enhances mental clarity, mood, and focus. I love that their ingredients contain zero additives and Zenfuel's founder traveled the world sourcing the most potent Ayurvedic ingredients to ensure each supplement is packed with ingredients that do what they actually say they'll do with zero fluff and 100% plant-based. Zenfuel also has their well-known sleep supplement, Zensono, which I'm excited to try next. Zenfuel is giving you 25% off your first purchase using code Mariana at checkout. Just go to Zenfuel, that's Z-E-N-F-U-E-L.com at checkout and use my code Mariana, M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A for 25% off. That's Z-E-N-F-U-E-L.com and use code Mariana for 25% off your first purchase. Now let's get back to the episode. You started sharing this on your TikTok. I looked through the comments. I saw you started to share it. It's it's diversifying income streams as an influencer content creator on social. So what are the revenue streams that you have? And then what are some of like the possibilities of maybe things that you don't do that other people could add to their plate? Yeah. I I forget where I heard this and I'm sure it's like a commonly a common phrase or something, but I remember hearing like you need seven streams of income to become a millionaire or something like or the typical millionaire has seven streams of income. I've always been so career driven and like it's always a joke between me and my friends that like I just I don't want to be like, I love money, but kind of. It's like, I love working hard. I love like that satisfaction and that reward for myself. I've never been the person who like wants, you know, my husband or my boyfriend to buy me stuff. I'm just like, I feel better when I do it myself. It's just my personality. And my friends always joke around with me that and like send me memes about, you know, me being a Capricorn and Capricorns apparently love money, which I'm like, okay. (laughs) But my income streams are, I have Instagram. I have TikTok. I have YouTube. Those are all to me different, you know, revenue streams, even though they're all social media. I also have my podcast and then I have Balanced Boss, which is my like health and business platform with my friend Chelsea. She also is my co-host on the podcast. And then I also, um, Leif and I have invested in some cabins with some of my family members. Um, The cabins are in Northern Arizona and we invested in real estate because we really wanted to kind of get outside a little bit of the whole just social media world and put our money somewhere else as well because I've always heard, you know, people are always like, well, what if social media disappears tomorrow? And I kind of hate that because I'm like, it's not going to. But also when TikTok was like, we're going to ban TikTok, it kind of gave me that sense of like, you really do never know what you can rely on exactly. And I want to be smart with my money and not have it all in one basket. And so we have invested in some real estate and that's another revenue stream from us. And then for us. And then Leif also does some stuff with like stocks and I'm not super into that world or super educated on it, but he handles some of our money in that way as well. I think that's all of the revenue streams I have <laughs> at the moment. Of, it's a lot of jobs. It's are a you, lot. Are you still working as a photographer? No. Okay. So you're not working as a photographer, but do you do content creation where you're shooting content for brands that you're not posting? 
Yes, I have done that here and there. And I actually want to be doing that more because I've realized how much I miss being behind the camera. I It was never my intention to become the face of my brand. Like it just kind of turned into that. And I feel like sometimes I will lose a little bit of my creative spark because I'll have these ideas like I'll get to work with a dream brand and I'm like, oh, I have this the cutest idea for this shoot. Like we could do it here and do this. And but then because it's me in front of the camera, I'm like, eh, that's not what I wanted. Like I want to shoot. I want to be behind the camera shooting a model doing that because like I have this vision in my mind, but no one can obviously execute that vision but me because it's in my mind. You know what I mean? So I want to do that more because I do miss doing photography and it's been really fun for me to work on a few projects that are like that I'm not posting and I just get to be creative behind the scenes. I absolutely love it. I think that content creation is really good too if you're a new influencer and you take really great content because then it doesn't matter how many followers you have. You can still be a working content creator by creating assets for brands. And I think so many brands are doing that now. Oh my gosh, totally. And it's like, I feel like people just need, even if you don't have followers, like followers are not everything. And to me, like, so we just recently hired someone for our balanced boss, which is again, like our health and business courses thing that we do. And we hired someone to do our TikToks because we were just like, we're spread too thin at this point. Like I don't have time to be making TikToks every day for the balanced boss account, but I've seen the power of TikTok and I want to, you know, utilize that. So we hired a girl to make some TikToks for us. She does such an amazing job. She doesn't actually have a ton of followers, but we love her style and her vibe. And I'm like, I don't care how many followers and anyone has who does this job. I just want them to be good at creating content. So you're so right. It's like, you do not have to have a lot of followers to work as a content creator. My advice would be to just reach out, like create a bunch of awesome content and just start reaching out to brands and say, Hey, here's my work. If you want to work together, let me know. I I think that goes so much further than you can even imagine. Yeah, I think so too. And I want to kind of break down on each of the platforms because you went through a lot of them. Because I think even within Instagram, there's so many different ways to monetize the platform. And so what kind of ways are you working with brands on Instagram specifically? So on Instagram, my main income is Instagram. And it's uh, mostly just brand campaigns, brand deals where I'm, you know, speaking about a certain product. They're paying me to do that, you know, creating content for my own Instagram account. I would say the other way that I utilize like making money on Instagram, which I guess this is something I forgot to mention is affiliate links. That's not my main thing. I know a lot of bloggers like, you know, swipe up to things constantly. That has never been like my, I guess, number one stream of income or priority just because I feel like I just start spreading myself so thin when I start focusing on like just a million different things that I could be making money with, you know, but that definitely is a way I make money as well as just swipe ups on my story, you know? Yeah, I'd say the number one way is just brand campaigns. Let's pause for a second to talk about stress. I have always got so much going on and my mind is racing with a never-ending to-do list. This is where magnesium comes in. Magnesium supports over 300 essential functions in the human body, regulating mood, brain function, fatigue, nerve and muscle health, as well as our physical response to stress. You can incorporate it so easily into your daily routine with Mellow. It is a magnesium super blend and you can use it for mind, body, and mood. Mellow is specifically formulated to replenish your body's magnesium levels at a cellular level, simply and naturally, while regulating feelings of stress and anxiety and the physical symptoms that come along with them. 
As many as 75% of U.S. adults do not get the magnesium they need in a day, and magnesium deficiency can lead to issues that create more issues, including mood disorders, sleep problems, muscle cramps, and the inability to absorb essential vitamins and nutrients like vitamin D. There are three different ways it helps you, for your mind, body, and mood. For your mind, it improves memory and brain function. For your body, it facilitates nerve health, muscle health, and restful sleep. And for your mood, it regulates physical stress responses and decreases anxiety. If you want to check out Mellow, we have a special offer for my podcast audience. Go to helloned.com slash life or use my code life at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash life to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. Thanks for listening. And now let's get back to the episode. Where do you think is the easiest place for someone to like first start making an income? These days, like I would say the first, the best place to grow, TikTok right now, 100%. That would be my answer. As far as making an income, I would say Instagram, just because to me, that's my main income and it always has been. I feel like it is kind of hard to like, I don't make a ton of money. I don't make as much money on YouTube or TikTok right now as I do from Instagram, but that's also because Instagram is my biggest platform. But I feel like all of it takes time to start making money. But you know what? I, I think being a content creator on Instagram, showing your work, taking a lot of photos and reaching out to brands, I think that's how you're going to make money. I guess like the quickest or that's the best way to start would, would be my thought. Yeah, I think so too. And I think you were touching on affiliate links and affiliate links is another way I think to make like income at the beginning because you don't have to have a large following. But if people are buying and shopping from you, if you have affiliate links on, you have like an Amazon page and you have like reward style or shop style, all those like links and sales everywhere, they end up add up to like a lot of money Um, if people are really shopping. And then you can use that data of sell through or clicks to then pitch yourself to these brands to hopefully then get some sponsored content. What are some of the best ways that you've found that you grow your Instagram account? I'm going to be honest. Instagram has been like a beast for me the past two years. It's been really hard for me to grow. And I don't know if that has to do with me kind of switching up my style. I feel like I've evolved a lot um, in the past few years where it's been hard for me to grow. But I also don't think it helps that the Instagram algorithm has changed a bunch and it has made it harder. I mean, that's what I hear from a lot of my friends as well who are influencers. I would say honestly, something that's helped the most is just going onto different platforms. I feel like the more platforms you have, honestly, I mean, as as long as you're creating quality content, if you can lead people to different platforms, that's really helpful. Like the fact that I have grown on TikTok has definitely helped my Instagram. I think the fact that my, you know, they all help each other. That my podcast has grown helps my Instagram. Doing things like this, going on other people's podcasts, collaborating is a huge thing. Like doing story shares with other creators and being like, hey, I you know, with people who you love following, if you guys can share your accounts on each other's stories, that's helpful. Like, I just feel like the main thing is you want your account to have eyes on it. You want more people to see it. And so whatever way you can do that, I think that definitely leading people from other platforms is really helpful. And I also think creating valuable content that people are going to save is definitely going to like boost your engagement as well and help get new eyes on your, on your page. I think so too. Cause one of my friends, she was so frustrated. She texted me and she was like, my account's not growing. What am I doing? And I was like, well, what are you doing to get your account to grow? And she's like, well, I'm posting every day. And I'm like, posting is great, but you're, that's only going to the people that already follow you. So you have to expose yourself to other pages or accounts or platforms to get new people because 
posting every day is great to maintain the audience you already have, but to build an audience, you really have to like market yourself elsewhere. And another platform I really like for cross promotion is Pinterest. And it's where I like save so many pictures. And like, for me personally, like my hair is really popular on Pinterest. So a lot of people find me because they're like, oh, I saw your hair color on Pinterest. And then I followed you on Instagram. So finding whatever of your images that are like the most Pinteresty and then uploading those to a board there and then using so many keywords and descriptions. So if people are looking, because on Instagram, Instagram is not really good for discoverability. So like you have to know who you're looking for. But on Pinterest, if I'm searching for green manicures or green nail designs, I can go on there and I'm going to see the most specific images possible. Totally. I need to learn... I need to learn that like the keyword thing because I definitely save my photos to Pinterest, but I feel like there's a whole new world there that I need to like get into of putting the keywords because I feel like that's probably a huge part of it. Yeah. It's like think of like any single thing. And then I think also looking at Google trends of like things that are trending right now and then adding those words in that are relevant to the picture. Like if people are looking for spring denim styles, like you were just in New York and it's like matching outfits, cute sweaters, New York style, like OOTD, like TikTok style. You know what I mean? So there's so many yes, words. Like wait. I'm even thinking of your matching sweaters and I'm like, there's all these words that I'm already thinking of. Okay, wait, I'm literally learning right along with everyone. So when you're when you're saying upload them to Pinterest, are you uploading them like from your computer or from your Instagram? So you directly. upload them, you share them directly from your Instagram. So it still links yeah. to the Instagram post. So if you go share to, there's like all yes. the options in there and then you'll share to Pinterest and then it'll open the Pinterest app. And then you can just pin it to whatever board that you have on there. And then that way, if someone finds your picture on Pinterest and they click on it, it'll go back to your Instagram post, the original post. How are you doing the keywords though? So then you can go on your computer afterwards after you save it there. Then you can go on the computer and then like go and write more words in later. But that way it's like uploaded directly from your Instagram account. Okay, perfect. Because I have saved it from Instagram, but I need to do, yeah, I need to do the whole thing and I'll forget too. And then I'm like, wait, I need to be doing that with literally all my photos because it's definitely so helpful. I think that's a great, great tip. Also your TikToks, I would save them and upload them to Pinterest too, because Pinterest is really prioritizing like video content on there. So anything where it's like tips or tutorial, that's like the type of content that Pinterest likes. I would like repost those on there too. So like a hair video or like making your smoothie in the morning, whatever it is, those are really, really good on there also. So it's like repurposing that same content across multiple places. That's so smart. And you are also the air wrap queen. I, I I know why your hair is popular. It's so beautiful. I feel like that might be, I don't know how I initially found you. It was a long, it was a while ago, but it could have been the hair for sure. <laughs> I love my air wrap. It's literally like my most favorite thing. When it first came out, I actually had a meeting with Sephora that day. I was in San Francisco and I was telling them, I was like, oh my gosh, it came out today. It's already sold out. I need to buy one. Like, how can I get one? And they're like, we're trying to order more. And I ended up buying it. I used it for like years and just like organically posted and shared it. And now I work with Dyson, but it was really from years of posting and sharing their tools and that just like genuinely being obsessed. Yes. And then it just becomes the best, most authentic partnership. Nothing better. I love that. I love it. Okay. So um, you talked about delegating your business and how you have someone helping you on Balance Boss and like your personal assistant. So how do you keep everything organized? Yeah, I think you just have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at and just delegate accordingly. I mean, like I said, I feel like I've always been great at doing, you know, the coming up with creative ideas, doing the photos and video. But then when it comes down to like just these little details, I'm like, I am so overwhelmed. And then it, may, it 
burns you out really fast. And so I think just paying attention and becoming like really self-aware of what you're struggling with, whether that is like whatever it is. Even I was saying, I was like, I'm half tempted to, I mean, I don't think I necessarily, I mean, everyone could use help, but it's like, I'm half tempted to hire some young like Gen Z girl who is with it with TikTok and just be like, do this trend like, you know, with this sound. It's like you just need to know your, I don't know, your strengths and delegate your weaknesses and you will become so much stronger. Like ever since I have, you know, have my assistant and we've hired someone for Balance Boss, it's like everything just starts to grow and you understand that you are so much more powerful as a team, like more people can just do more things. And so, yeah, I would just say pay attention to what you're good at and what you're not good at and go from there. Let's break for a moment brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or can you think of something preventing you from achieving your goals? Self-doubt is something I struggled with, especially in my 20s, and it's been a hard year for so many of us, but there are ways to connect with therapists virtually. I love convenience, comfort, and especially privacy, and BetterHelp makes it really convenient to connect in a safe and private environment. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start communicating in under 48 hours. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, and more. And it's not a crisis line, and it's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can message your counselor anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly phone or video sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Mariana. So join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mariana, M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A. Now let's get back to the episode. Do you give yourself a content schedule? Like, do you know each day what you're going to post or do you like go with the flow? And then how, how is your like content creation schedule like? Like, do you plan a certain day of the week where you shoot content or do you just do it on the fly? So I've had like different content creation or calendars, I guess, at different times. So I was doing a full on like content calendar where I would have specifically what I was going to post, what days I was shooting. It's helpful, but sometimes it got too structured for me to where I was like, I don't even feel like I I felt like my stories did better when I was just like actually taking people Mm -hmm. through my day, whatever that looked like. And I was always for a while there, I was like, to me, it's weird if like, I'm posting in this like fancy outfit, but then they watch my stories and I'm like in sweats and no makeup. They're like, wait, what? But I've kind of gotten past that and realized stories are for, for me specifically, it is more for just those real life moments. And I feel like I, I've become more connected to my audience in doing that. And so I don't have a super rigid schedule. I definitely like recently I was thinking I'd written down a bunch of just different concepts that I could share on stories, like frequently asked questions that people are like, what's your favorite way to make iced chai lattes? Like, how do you make your avocado toast? What are your favorite jeans right now? Just things like that. I wrote down a bunch of different concepts that I was like, oh, I want to share these on stories soon. So if I'm ever like having a day where I just like don't have much to post about, then I could do one of those things. 
But I try not to be super rigid just because with my personality, I feel like I need a little bit more freedom. But that being said, I think it's amazing to have content days where you shoot like in bulk because I used to shoot just like literally daily and it burned me out so, so bad. Now I'd say I shoot for actual Instagram, like my feed probably once a week tops, if not like only a few times a month. And I just bag a bunch of stuff. Same. I feel like it's so hard because there's just so much going on between. It's like influencer work. Summer Fridays is like a whole other business. And then podcast. So it's like, there's only certain things I can do on certain days. And for me to get ready and do my hair and makeup, it's easier to just be ready one day a week. So I, I try to shoot all of like my sponsored content and then any feed content on one day a week. And then I post on stories all day, every single day, but at least I know I have one day a week where I'm actually going to get ready. And then that's the day that I have all my content that I have due. Um, and then for me, I kind of shoot sponsored content and organic content differently. So what is your process like when you're working with a brand to shoot sponsored content? So lately for sponsored content, I've been like creating mood boards just because it's really been inspiring me. I, I didn't used to always do this, but I feel like it helps me get more excited about the shoot and it helps me understand the direction and like what I'm trying to do. Whether it's like a skincare brand, beauty, style, whatever it is, I will just like pin a bunch of photos to a board on Pinterest or I'll just like screenshot a bunch of photos from Pinterest and then I'll just create a little mood board on like Canva. And that just helps me like, like I said, kind of just, it puts a little pep in my step. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to shoot this. Like, this is going to be so cool. And I will prep for it. I'm like, okay, I need, you know, for um, a campaign I have coming up, I wanted to do like a cute, almost like vintage floral um, sheet as the backdrop. And I was like, okay, I need to like go thrifting maybe and try and find like a cute vintage floral sheet. Cause I thought that would be so fun. And I feel like planning those little details for me makes it a little bit more exciting than just like rushing together and being like, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like this brand is paying me great money to create content for them. And I want it to number one, perform well. I want it to be beautiful. I want them to be able to use it. And so I think for me, just planning a little bit more has been helpful because whenever I don't plan, I feel like it's just so stressful. I'm sure you can relate. It's like if you just don't have any sort of vision, you're just like, okay, let's just shoot it right here. And then you're like, no, this is not cute. Like, I don't like this. And at least that's how I feel. So um, for sponsor content, I plan more. For unsponsored stuff, I think I plan less and I do try and just make it a little bit more like I I don't necessarily go and get like a ton of props and like I'll just pin some inspo and be like, yeah, I kind of like this vibe. But I'm actually even looking to start planning more for that, too, because like I said, it just excites me a little bit more and gives me more of a direction. So, yeah. And then because you're, you have your business partner podcast co-host that you have this with and then you have other friends in the influencer space. How do you deal with either comparing yourself with your friends or comparing yourself with other like peers who are also influencers online? I have struggled with comparison so much. I would say, I always say on the podcast, I'm like, that has for sure been my biggest struggle. Like for the past, you know, ever since I've been doing this as a job, I think when I was growing a lot in the beginning, it was like easy for me to just be confident and excited because I'm like, oh, everyone, you know, people just love my content. This is awesome. And then when it was harder started getting harder to grow, but I would see other people growing. I think that's really when my comparison problem like took off. It's just, you know, started running. And I don't normally struggle with comparing myself to my friends that much just because I have like the coolest friends ever who are so supportive of me and like never make me feel 
less than or anything. Like they're always so encouraging. And so I rarely struggle with it with my friends, but with, I will definitely see like other influencers who are just growing so fast. And I feel like we have kind of similar content and I will totally get stuck in that mindset of like, wait, why like is my account not growing very fast? Or like, why did that video not do well at all? Like I really thought it was going to do well and it just didn't. So that's been a huge struggle of mine. And I think like, honestly, the best thing for me is just kind of knowing my boundaries with social media and my phone. And when I am starting to get that negative feeling, I just get off Instagram because I'm like, what or TikTok or whatever it is. And I just try and do something for myself because at the end of the day, comparing yourself to other people is truly a waste of time because you'll never be them and you'll you know, never experience life the same way. And so you have to focus on you and what makes you unique. And I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I have it all figured out because I totally still struggle with it to this day. But I think getting off social media, kind of just taking time for myself and, and figuring out what I want has been helpful. I think so too. And I think because being an influencer is a really weird job because we are coworkers in a way because we all do the same job and work with similar brands. But then there's an actual like number that you can compare yourself to to other people. So I found like, I actually don't know how many followers other people have. And I don't know how many likes and comments they get because I just genuinely like, I just don't look at it. And I think not looking is really helpful because you can't compare what somebody else is doing to your content. You don't know why it's doing that way or why a brand is working with them. And the only time I'm really ever looking at it is from the Summer Fridays perspective when we work with with content creators and influencers. And I'm looking at the reports afterwards, but I try not to look too much of it uh, beforehand because I feel like comparing myself to somebody else who has more followers than me and different numbers is just so different. And then you get into this trap where like you want to create instant debate, but it's not even the content that you want to create, but you're creating it because you think people will like it, but it's not even really the content that you want to post. Exactly. And I think that's where I got screwed up is because I started again, when like my numbers were not going up as fast as they used to, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I think I kind of panicked and was like, well, now I need to switch it up. And then I kind of almost became like, not like you said, I was posting content that I'm like, I don't even like this. Like, this is not even my vibe. What am I doing? Like, I feel like truly I am just now starting to like come into myself even more where I'm like, okay, I know who I am. I know my vibe. I understand my style and what I'm even trying to do. And that part of it comes with age. It's like, I've been doing this since I was 18 years old. So it's hard. It's like the, my formative years of growing up, I've really been on social media showing my whole life and comparing my life to other people, you know? But yeah, comparison can be, it makes you so unmotivated. That's what I've found. It's like, it just ruins, it kills my motivation and my creativity because I'm just looking around and being like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, that's what's the trend is now. That's what's working. And it's like, yeah, it's good to stay up on trends, but at the same time, you can't just post for everyone else. You have to do what you love actually. Yeah. I actually saw, um, Gary V posted this on his Instagram the other day and I'm trying to find it on my phone, but if I can't find it, basically it said, don't post the content that you think other people want to see, like post the content that you want to be known for. And I was like, wow, mind blown. But it was something so simple. It's like, okay, I want to be known for this thing. So why aren't you creating the content of like the, the categories that you actually want to focus on versus what you think people will like on Instagram? Exactly. I always say that with myself. I'm like, I just try and focus for my stuff on what I would want to see. Like, I'm not, 
it's too hard to be like, what would, you know, everyone else want to see? Because it's like, well, there's a million different, there's millions of people on this earth. So it's like, you can't really cater to everyone. So you really do have to just focus on, yeah, what you want to be known for, what you want to create. Like, I always think, what would I want to see? Okay, I'm going to do that. Like, I want to do what I want to do, you know? I found the quote and it's start making content for what you want to be known for, not what, not for what you think will get the most likes. And I feel like it's so easy to be like, and I've seen it like through all the phases of like, do you remember when everyone was like, you were traveling too. So you get it. It's like, you go to the location and you have all the props and it's like this like beautifully like over filtered picture and you like erase all the people. And then you're, you're going oh my through gosh. all this effort of like creating this content. Cause that was like the trend of what was happening on Instagram at the time. Yes, you are literally describing my brand. <laughs> like in 2017 or 2018, like that was literally my brand. I feel like that is totally what I did. And it's like, it's so interesting too, because when it becomes such a trend, I remember saying, I could see a photo right now of a girl on the cliffs of, I don't even know where in like a ball gown floating. And I would just be like, okay, cool, next. Like I've seen it all at this point. It just became so trendy to take the typical travel photos. And it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of work and it's, it was, it was fun, a fun period of time, but yeah, totally. You just, Oh my God. It's, it's so much work waking up at like six o'clock in the morning. So you could get to a place before people were there. So you could get an empty picture or like yes. wait till like the exact sunset moment to have like the pretty background. 100%. Oh, getting up at sunrise constantly. Like I feel like that period of time is the reason for my burnout. 100%. Like that period of my life, I was like living for the content. I would just do anything for a photo and I was growing a lot. And so it just was like fueling me. And I feel like in the past few years, I've been like, okay, whoa, like I don't want to be so connected to my phone. Otherwise I'll go crazy. My last question I want to ask is you're in your mid twenties now for other people who are in their twenties, they're trying to figure out what their passion is, what they want to do in life. What advice would you give for them? Because it seems like you're living your dream life, your dream job right now. Yeah, I I do think I'm living my dream life. Like I absolutely love my job and I wish that more than anything for every single person because it's so fulfilling and rewarding to love what you do. I would say my biggest piece of advice is honestly, be still with yourself more often and you will start to maybe get a better sense of what you really love and what you really want to do. I think it's easy with all this noise and chaos in the world and social media. Like you can be, if you want right now, you can be distracted every second of the day. I mean, I know that because I have been at times and just, you know, controlled by your phone or social media. And I think sometimes it takes you stepping away from all the chaos and the noise to understand who you are and what you want to do. If you're trying to find your passion like that's going to come from within and from what your desires are. And it's not going to come. You can get inspired by different people. And I don't think social media is all bad, but I would say just like being still with yourself. I mean, I know that's when I've had some of my absolute best ideas. So to me, that's, that's the advice I would give. Well, thank you so much. Where can everyone follow you, hear your podcast? Thank you for having me, by the way. I am like the biggest Summer Fridays fan you've ever met. So I'm so honored to be here. Thank um, you. you can find me at JC Marie Smith on Instagram, TikTok. You can find my podcast at What We Said Podcast. It's a real fun time. Come on over. Um, and then Balanced Boss is my health and business platform where we do e-courses. We have some really exciting stuff coming up. And the feed is very beautiful if you like pretty things. So, yeah. 
Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. 